If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. This is Betsy Kulikowski, author of the Veritas Codex series, and you're listening to Ghost in the Valley podcast. And I am Al Cooley, host of Ghost in the Valley podcast. Okay, today I have Maria Giuliano. Maria is a Canadian-born author, a peace therapist that explores the world of metaphysics and parapsychology. Then passing that information, she has learned to her followers. We're going to dive into Maria's books, Her Guardian Angel, Life After Death, and not only dying and coming back, but dying, going to heaven and coming back. Maria Giuliano, I'm happy that we connected and you agreed to come on my show. Thank you very much. Well, Al, thank you very much for having us. We are an us. Uh, you're an <laughs> us. That's right. Fijel, right? Yes, Fijel. That's correct. Yes, he's here. Now, do you consider yourself having a split personality or is Fijel your guardian angel that's with you all the time? Well, that's funny you should say that because growing up, uh, there was many psychiatrists and psychologists that uh, assumed I had multiple personalities and I had to use my gift to get out of a lot of sticky situations. And in one of my books called Sleep, S-L-E-A-P, it explains what I had to do in order to get myself out of the situation. What I educate followers is that we are not an I, we are always a we, and everyone has angels, fairies, other entities that they might not see, but they are there helping them through their journey here. And so I always say that everyone should be removing the I to a we. I see that you're you're born in Canada. Uh, do you still reside in Canada? I do reside in Canada, and um, I am finding though that the city that I currently live in is the energy has changed a lot, and so I'm seeking a place where there's more harmony and more sunshine because it's it's a lot of snow, and um, being someone who is connected with my guardian angel, I'm already cold. And uh, so a lot of listeners might understand this. If you are always cold and you don't understand why you're always cold, like your hands are cold, your feet are cold, the, the logical uh, doctor would say, well, you, you have this condition. But some of you might be connected to uh, a spirit that actually is beside you and takes a lot of your energy. And what I mean by that is it's so beside you that it changes the temperature. And so a lot of people who are connected to their spirits 
uh, spirit guides and, and angels are usually cold. So it could be 80 degrees out and I'll be freezing because Fijo is always with me. Okay. So we're going to get to that. And then we're going to get to your books in a, in a bit, man. I'll tell you what, I have so much I want to dive into after going on your background. I'm like, I was just so excited to uh, what you have to share today, but let's get right, right into the meat and potatoes. I mean, I see that you died you flatlined at the age of five. When I was born, I was born with three holes in my heart. I had a problem with the blood. I kind of got bacteria in the bloodstream. And then a routine checkup uh, indicated that I needed to have surgery right away because it already attacked my heart. So the surgeons went through my back to get to the heart, which was very unusual And so I was five, but I was in a three-year-old body. I wasn't developing. So during the surgery, I I flatlined and I could see the surgeons and the nurses working very hard to get things done. and, And I was floating. And so here I am five years old. And then there's this beautiful white light at the end of my bed came to see, uh, that I saw and I didn't know who this was. And it looked like an angel because they were all draped in white. He said his name was Fijal. And he said that I'm going to take you away from this pain. Now, as I'm walking with Fijal, I turn around and I see myself on the operating table, my physical self. And I could see how the surgeons were quite quickly trying to fix my heart. It was a 12-hour surgery. You know, it's pretty tiring for a child who's who's in a three-year-old body and very sick. So I had a 50-50 chance of making it. I was very fussy as a child. I didn't eat. I, 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 and the reason why I didn't eat as much is because I could see the energy of food and I didn't like some of the food. So I was very um, now nourished because I did not eat. I did not like a lot of the food. So while I was in heaven, I went to different dimensions of heaven. And a lot of heaven books will tell you the the different uh, dimensions. So a lot of books are very different. And that's okay, because there's different levels in heaven. And so I went to the, the highest level. The highest level is is a little different. It's where you can meet uh, the different angels, uh, the Valley of Angels I visited. Uh, I went to the, the Book of Life library and things like that. So I toured heaven and uh, the calculation, the, the amount of time that I was under uh, approximately was about 14 months. If you calculated in, in Albert Einstein's calculations, it's about 14 months. Uh, because in heaven, they don't have time there. They don't know of time. But in earth, earth time, I was flatlined for a minute and, and I, th- I think it was 21. And then I, in earth time, it's 14 months that I, I was in heaven. Wow. So when I was in heaven, I met uh, my, my brother who passed away. And I met him and I met different spirits that I still to this day don't know who they are, but that's okay because I was talking to Dr. Moody uh, many years ago in my 30s. And he said that the older you get, the more you're going to remember and the more things are going to be revealed. Then I just kind of woke up and I woke up like you were like I was astral traveling. I woke up and just before that, I did hear time of death, and then I woke up, and I kind of shocked everybody. And so after that, I I woke up to see colors on around people, and I was like, hey, what is this? Now, I'm five years old. I don't know the vocabulary. 1980, you didn't talk about this stuff, and I could see colors on people. So auras, they're called or energy fields. I saw all of these interesting colors, very pretty colors, but then I would see some people that had no color. So it was very confusing for me as a child. I did tell the anesthesiologist that I could see colors around people. And he just explained to me and my mom that I probably had an allergy to the uh, 
you know, anesthetic and uh, it would go away in a couple of weeks. So that didn't really go away. <laughs> so then I recovered. It took me a half a year in the hospital to recover. I came back to my hometown of Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, on the Canadian side. I went to a Catholic school. And so here I am, six years old. My heart is perfect. There's nothing wrong with me. I remember all these amazing uh, places that I visited. So I could hear a voice. It was Fijal's voice. But again, at five years old, I didn't know whose voice it was. I kind of got scared a lot because I was like, hey, where is this person? Because I can hear the voice, but I can't see the person. When I was in school, I told some of the classmates <laughs> at recess what I saw in heaven. During my school days, there was a nun who was the principal, and uh, she didn't agree with my conversation piece. And then there was a school counselor, and there was a psychologist. So I called them the, the, the trio. They made my life a living hell. And so the school counselor, she got many complaints about me scaring the children. And then so what happened was uh, I didn't meet with her. And I still remember that finger. Uh, the finger haunts me. And she just put out her finger and she said that you, uh, you should never talk about angels in heaven again. And if you do, you'll be taken away and put in a different type of hospital. What do you think that was why they tried to silence you? I mean, the Catholic Church. Yeah, I didn't understand that because I, I I was raised Roman Catholic and when you die, you go to heaven. And I I just understood that. So me, I went to heaven, I sort of died and then I came back. So I didn't understand. So I was really trying to uh, grasp this amazing place that I visited. But the place that I loved, they were making it sound like it was the worst thing I ever did. And they just said that, you know, I have a wild imagination and all kinds of stuff. I continued to talk about it because I was so happy and I met some wonderful spirits. I met Jesus mm. and, uh, but in heaven, they don't call him Jesus. They call him the man at the gate because he's the one that's going to welcome you if you're religious or not. And there is no religion in heaven. Like everyone says, oh, you have to be this religion to get to heaven. No, it's not religious at all. It's spiritual. It's, it's, it's peaceful. And so then I met Albert Einstein and I couldn't pronounce Albert Einstein's last name. So I just called him Mr. Albert. <laughs> and uh, that was probably best because I was butchering his last name. They both told me that in the future, which would be now, that there was going to be a lot of challenges that individuals were going to, to, to have, including depression. And they were saying that there's going to be a lot of misunderstanding and misdiagnosis. And it's because the logical industry is not tapping into the spiritual side to resolve a lot of issues. And so they gave me a lot of diagrams. So I drew these amazing pictures and they were just like circles and, and they had like S was the soul and H was the heart. And that's how I remembered the, the messages because a lot of the terminology was difficult. So they believed that if I would draw the diagrams, eventually I would understand them. And they were simple diagrams. So, but of course, me, a five-year-old and Albert Einstein uh, did not get along <laughs> at all. And I actually told the man at the gate, Jesus, that I did not want to take part in, uh, in that weird man because he was using complex words. You do not lose your personality in, in heaven. You, you continue to bring it. So you can imagine Albert, he had used this complex terminology that I was like, I just gave him this look and he just, he, and he would just say, okay, you don't understand. And then of course, I just continued to give him the look. So he had to work on himself to give me the messages. And how me and Albert Einstein got along was he didn't understand me and I didn't understand him. And that was a connection. 
We were okay with that. I still, um, I, I am going through a, 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 a healing right now that I'm writing uh, the book called Meeting Mr. Albert. And I can say that I'm getting a lot of visions and hauntings of my days in school. And so I had to put the book aside. I would draw beautiful pictures that the teacher would pull like a magic trick, pull the paper right from under me and rip it in front of me. And I wish they knew what they were doing because that was material that Albert Einstein gave me. Mm. And it hurt my heart and it still does. And so I tried to remember so much. Luckily, my mother's a pat rack from the depression years. So she did save a lot of stuff and I'm going through it now. And so what happened when I went to school was they wanted me to be silent. So they decided that I was a special child and they put me in special education and with behavioral children. And that's where I started learning about the aura colors because I had more time. So I, I noticed that people, when they were turning fuchsia, that they were going to get mad. And I'm like, oh, this is interesting. And then like for my aura colors, uh, when someone has purple, it means that they have a problem with forgiveness and when they're when they have a red aura, which I don't really see very much, it means that they found their bliss, they found their purpose. And so I learned all the colors and it was wonderful. And I did hear Fijal. Uh, Fijal still scared me because he knew so much. I would have a vision and then it would come true. And I was like, whoa, how did I know that? When I started becoming a teenager, it was too much. Mm. I had to. Uh, is getting very sick. I was getting uh, energy attacks. And so I teach that now, how to preserve your energy. And I was getting so sick that I would, I would go home and I get a headache and I would sleep because sleep is like a reset. And I would sleep and I just felt so nauseous all the time. And it was because there was too much energy and I didn't know how to block the energy. In Italian, it's called the, the eye. It's called the locchio. And, uh, but every tradition actually has that. Maybe that's why I get from my wife because she's Italian. Oh, that's great. And so it was, it was really difficult in, in high school. And then I went to an all-girls school. And I did fight to go to an all-girls school because they wanted me to go to a special school in high school. Because the school counselor, she followed me. Every class that I, every grade I went to, she followed me. Every school. And I went to about five schools. And so everywhere I went, she followed me. And she reminded me not to say anything. And she even came to my home twice. For what reason? Harass you? Yeah. So when I was young, I didn't know why she came to my home, but she just came to check up and made sure like I was okay. But there was this color on her. She looked mad and she looked, she had this swirly uh, aura and a swirly aura to means that you're lost. You're very confused. You're not connecting to the soul. It's like you're looking through a mirror. So I was scared as a child. I was like, oh my goodness, she knows where I live now. So I didn't want to give any problems to my mom and dad because I was in the hospital for back and forth for like five years. So I decided not to say anything. And then Fidget went away because it was too much. I couldn't handle it. And I teach that when the universe knows you're not ready, they're not going to give it to you. They're not going to serve you with something that you're not ready. So I started um, going to college. And college was great. I loved college because I had no teacher. I had no nun. I had no psychologist. And I had no social worker bothering me. And they told my mother, my poor mother, who was, he's, she's a tough cookie. They told her that I wouldn't be anything. I was too slow at everything. 
and I couldn't read and all kinds of stuff. And then my mother, I always asked her, I said, how, how am I doing, mom? And she's this little Italian lady. And she would say, yeah, you're doing great. Just keep it going, keep it going. I was just going to ask you, how did, how did your mother and father react to all this? I mean, were they supportive? I mean, with the, with the nuns coming to your house. My mom and my aunt were living with us and my brother and then my father and me. And so my mom was like, yeah, she's doing good. And they were just focused. They were focusing on how they could shut me up. So let's put her in a special class and we'll shut her up that way. Okay. And then my mom did tell me, you know, maybe just don't say it because you're scaring the kid. So you could say it at, at the house, but not say it at the school. So I did not say it at the school. Eventually, uh, I kept it to myself. And then my mom made a deal with me. She said, if, if I get you some crayons and pencil crayons, you can draw them here and don't say anything over there. Okay. And so I continued to do that, but it took time because I, 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 there was no one to say it to at home. Everybody knew it. So I would just talk out loud. And, and then I, of course I hear Fijal and I hear other spirits. And, and so I, I didn't know who I was entertaining at that time, but then in my twenties, uh, like I said, I went to college and I was getting nineties and eighties and I was thinking, okay, well, why am I getting eighties and nineties in college? And I'm barely passing school in elementary school. So I was thinking, Hmm. So I, I truly believe it was because I was scared to death. You know, I, I could not uh, continue my education with these people uh, watching me like a hawk. The other thing is, uh, in my 20s, I started learning about energy attacks. For example, if and I, I, and I teach this to parents that have children who are different and meaning different is that we as a society put kids all in one classroom. And we hope that they all have the same learning style. There is no way that they all have the same learning style. They have, and there is no way that they have the attention span of all the same children. What they do have though, is they have the understanding that they have more emotions. So they connect more with kids and they do see shifted realities, different realities. So your children will see spirits. They will see fairies. They will see things that adults don't see because they haven't been conditioned yet to not see those. I'll be right back after these brief messages. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey everyone, Eric here. I am the host of the Unseen Paranormal Podcast. Join me for a new episode every Wednesday as I delve into the unseen world with historians, authors, researchers, and investigators as we try to understand and make sense of the paranormal. You can listen to past and future episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, or at UnseenParanormalPodcast.com. Please like the show on Facebook and share with your friends. And remember, some of the scariest things are unseen. Hey everybody, this is Eric Freeman Sims, paranormal researcher, investigator, and host of the Unseen Paranormal Podcast. You are listening to Ghost in the Valley Podcast. We have something in common, like when you were saying before, uh, I don't think you mentioned it here, but I think I might have heard on another podcast, that when you're in heaven, people in heaven don't 
walk that kind of like glide. glide. I went to a dementia called the um, it's it's the review life process dimension. And so when uh, I did not go through the gate, when you die, you go through the gate. I went around the gate mm-hmm. so I could see. And so I did go to this one dimension that when you do die, you will go through what's called a mini movie of yourself. And it kind of reminds, it reminded me of the, the movie Scrooge. And so all the questions and all the decisions that you made and all the signs that you missed from the universe, it actually uh, shows you the, the domino effect of your decisions. And so we have free will. And so we decide if we're going to return and we're going to go to heaven or we're going to stay in the in-between world. Now, I know a lot of people say to me, I am not coming back. And, and, and I, <laughs> I even say that to myself. I said, I am not coming back to this dimension. The thing is, though, when you're in that dimension, you do not have ego. Okay. You hardly have any ego. And so you're leading with the heart. And if you look at your contract and the contract, that is why you came here and you look at all the learning objectives and you didn't complete some of them or you went through like, say, say you, you kept, uh, you, you caused a terrible car accident and you, and you act and someone died, you would actually go visit that accident and you will continue to visit it until you have healed and that you can move on in this dimension. The problem is we are our worst nightmare. So we will say, you know what? I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back. I'm going to go back to earth and I'm going to try again. And so, and then you're born again. And then you, you have the same learning objectives that you didn't listen or you didn't, you didn't complete. And then the same obstacle occurs until you get it. And so that is a very important process. And a lot of people, I think a lot of Roman Catholics call it. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's why a lot of uh, pre-angels, because in heaven, they don't call us people. They call us pre-angels. We are all angels, even the bad. And everyone says to me, well, even people that kill? Yes, because they're leading with the ego. So there's two, two voices you should hear. There's the ego, and then there's another voice, and that is the guardian angel voice. And if you are going to therapy, and I say this to a lot of people, if you're going to therapy and you, and you have a psychiatrist, a psychologist, a school, a counselor, whoever, and they say that there's no two voice, there's no voices, they are wrong. Okay. Because how do they know consciously that is a voice? Okay. When, when you're, when your counselor is talking to you, where do you think they're getting the information from? Well, they're getting the information either from the ego or the guardian angel voice, but they're not going to tell you that. So that's mm-hmm. kind of my spiel. And then, and then I just started, uh, I, I went into IT computers because uh, I was having a hard time with people. Uh, I didn't like a lot of energies. And so I said, you know what? I have to do something that's different. So I went into computers and computers was good because it was just me and the computer And with my energy, I actually was able to fix stuff on the computer and things just kind of happened mysteriously. I didn't know why. So I just stuck with that. Then I met people along my way and they they were balanced, meaning they had the logical stuff and then they had the spiritual. And then I started learning from a lot of teachers here that the voice is Fijal and and the visions that I kept having of heaven are actually real. And so I was ready. And then I could see all the auras coming back. I'm like, oh, here we go. I remember these colors. And uh, unfortunately, I didn't write them all down. So I had to kind of like, try to remember them all. And then one door closed, my IT job closed, and I wasn't getting the jobs. And so I was laid off and didn't know what to do. So I said, you know what? There's got to be something else in this world that I'm missing. And so then I went into peace and conflict studies and I got my honors in it. And it was to do with the spiritual side. 
the metaphysics side, the Gandhi, the uh, nonviolence and things like that. And so I went into that area and then I started my business. I am a peace therapist with medium abilities. <laughs> we need a whole lot of people like you out there right now, because you're talking about earlier, what would like to go someplace where there's harmony, peace and harmony. Uh, and I'm like, where would that be? I mean, cause it's like everywhere. I mean, here in the States, my thinking is with all this hatred in the world, uh, not just, not just being angry, but just a hate in the heart. Uh, and, and I go back to the civil war. I don't think we've, we've really ever recovered from the civil war with that hatred between the people. That's just my opinion. Because if you look at the Ouija board, when it came out a few years after the, the civil war, so people can connect to their loved ones, never got that closure. And I think to this day with the division of the, the people, uh, the North and the South and the Confederates and the union. And to this day, there's a lot of people in that hatred that's passed on through the years to this day. How do you recover? How do you heal that hatred in, that, in the heart of just to the other, to your brother, man? I mean, to your, to your own family. Well, the, you know? the people that have a lot of hatred, uh, it's because they're leading with the ego. So I always, I learned when I was in heaven uh, uh, the man at the gate, Jesus was explaining that we need to lead more with the heart and follow with the logic. And, and I, and I, I always remembered that statement, but I didn't know what it meant. And then meeting Albert Einstein, he agreed. And he said that we do need to lead with the heart, but he said, we also have to be realistic and understand that money plays a vital role in, in this, in that, in, in this universe called earth. So he was saying, you need to lead with the heart and also follow with the logic follow. And so what has happened, and they told me this, that in the future, it would continue that people would lead with the logic and follow with the heart. And it's the people who are leading with the heart that are going to show the logical people that there is something called spiritual science. It's not called science spiritual. It's called spiritual science. And the scientists are finally waking up saying, you know what? Maybe there is no data. When there's a miracle, which is a spontaneous healing in the logical terminology, a lot of doctors will say, well, we just don't know, or we have to still continue to look into it. Well, you're not going to find data on it. It just appears. And that's just the universe showing you that not everything is going to have an explanation. And so for those people who are upset, they have what's called an attachment. It's either an attachment to a past life. It's an attachment to how they were treated. And also, it's also an attachment to which voice are you listening to? Are you listening to the ego, which is getting you into trouble? Or are you listening to the guardian angel's voice? And with war, those people are leading more with the ego. And what happens is those people are going to come back. When they die, they're going to come back. They're going to come back. And that's why we're at 7 billion people. And it's the fastest growing population. And why is that? Well, every year, heaven releases a certain amount of souls. They have a number and they release them. But they have to give opportunities to us that have already become a soul to finish our purposes and our learning objectives. So we do return. And that's why there's so many pre-angels. And so the key to surviving here and to being happy and to not come back is to find your bliss and purpose. When you do that, then when you go through the review life process, you will say, I'm going to heaven because I completed everything. You do believe in life after death, obviously. So with my show being a lot on spirits and ghosts and myself growing up, I'm writing a book per currently on by the house I grew up in when I was 12 years old. But the ghost I've seen there, 
why they're there or why would a spirit or ghost linger on in a home or a building? Well, that's house? a really good question. So in the in-between world, that's where the spirits live. And we're all going to be spirits at one point. And so we have to understand to start respecting them because we're going to be them as well one day. And so with spirits, they have what's called a therapy dimension. And in that in-between world, that's all it is, is therapy. So think about it, 24 hours a day, you are going through your whole life and all the regrets and all the poor decision-making you made, it's going to be reviewed to you. So your guardian angel talks to you and it kind of brings you to the place. So say you're at your old house, you would just show up at your house, even though someone's living there. And so what happens is your guardian angel will kind of rewind, you know, rewind from the VHS days and it will show, and you will watch what you did during that time. And then after that, they pause it and then they talk to you about it. Because you don't have an ego, you're trying to understand the process. Like, why did I make that, that decision? That was a, not a nice decision to, that I made. And why was I rude? Or why did I do what I did? So what ends up happening is you can't deal with it. And so you stay in that dimension. Say, you know what? I'm not going to heaven. I'm not going to any other dimensions until I figure out and heal from this, why I did this. And so they linger and they stay. And where do they stay is they stay where they're comfortable. So yes, they will attach to houses, mainly that they will attach to objects. Sometimes there's objects that are haunted and have bad energy because they think it's theirs and it's not theirs. So their, their shifted reality is like on a layer of this reality. And so they believe that it's their house. And the other thing is, and this is really important, when we sleep, they go through the therapy session and it's because it's quieter. So when we are awake, they're act, we're actually disturbing them. And so the best thing to do is sleep because you allow them to go through the therapy and the healing process. And a lot of people ask me, well, how do they get out of there? Well, they get out of the, this, this uh, in-between world. You're talking like, how did they uh, Yeah, how do the on? spirits like move on and, and choose? Like, are they stuck there? Some of them are stuck there. Some of them just say, you know what? I'm staying here. I don't want to go anywhere. They're comfortable with that dimension and that's it. But some of them want to leave. So once they get healed, then they can move on. If you light white candles, white candles are so important because it allows the door to open. You know that white light that you saw and I saw? That allows a white light to shine. And then they can decide if they're going to go to heaven or they're going to come back to earth. Usually they come back to earth if they're in that in-between world because they want, to, they want to redo their life and do better. The problem is, is that we are going into more artificial stuff, like artificial candles that don't even have a light. That's not going to help the in-between world people, okay? They're not, it's not going to help those spirits. And white lights, white candles are the best. Red and green and all those other colors, they're not that great because different colors have different energies. So I really would like listeners to start lighting real white candles, because what's happening is if you don't light those candles, there's going to be more spirits and ghosts lingering around. A spirit moving on. So spirituality really plays a big part in life after death. You're saying in heaven, there is no Catholics, Baptists, uh, Muslim. I mean, it's people are, you're saying that everybody's an angel. Uh, what about the people that aren't angels? I mean, <laughs> you know, you have the, uh, you have the evil. What is that? I mean, you have like demons or a bad spirit. Do they go to hell? I mean, is that the conclusion of being a bad spirit or, so or a demon? when I went on my journey, I didn't see the dimension hell or, you know, down below. I mean, I'm t talking about what the Bible teaches us, you know, uh, and what most of the churches teach you, there's a heaven and there's a hell. There's no in between. Yeah. So when you, and a lot of other religions outside of Catholics believe 
there is no purgatory. There's no in between. It's you either go to heaven or you go to hell. And your atheists don't believe in a heaven or a hell. So where do you go? I mean, uh, that's a deep question. No, and that's a good question. And and I'm going to let Fijil answer it if you don't mind. So let let me let me just see what he says about that. So Fijil's saying that that particular uh, is man-made and it was it was to entice people to do good and it was in, it was it was to control people and a lot of people when they were born at the very very beginning they had a religion and then it was all split up and then everybody started changing different languages and so that was mainly for control to control people and Fijil's saying that there is no hell, there is no uh, devil or anything like that. And if you turn the words around that say devil, it actually says to live and you need to start living. And interesting enough is there are unfortunately people that murder, that kill people that are very nasty, they're rude they they enjoy war they just are and what's happened is is that they're leading with the ego and Fijil's saying that the ego is the devil and so you as a human having a spiritual uh half as well you have to decide do you believe that there is a, a, a hell, because if you do, then you're going to be leading with the ego, and that will get you into to the hellish uh, energy world and stuff like that. I see you, you just paused when you asked Fijil for uh, that uh, answer. Do you have to contact him to give you the answer, or is he with you yeah, all the time? Yeah, so like, Fijil's with me all the time. I talk to him every five minutes. Sometimes I don't, I ask him questions and he doesn't answer. He will answer questions from everybody but me. <laughs> so if I ask a question, I'm like, well, do you think I should do this? He'll say, he'll say yes or no. With men, he doesn't really talk to me about it. I don't know why, but usually when he doesn't tell me stuff, it means I have to learn because this is the learning world and he can't tell me everything. And so when I learn, I remember things and then I can pass it on to other uh, individuals and followers. So yes, I do pause because sometimes Pedro talks really, really fast. And sometimes I do hear other spirits. Like I talk to um, the 12 Valley of the Angels that I have and we all have them. And so I've been talking to Arlenta a lot, and she's the part-time garden angel. She's very strict, very professional. She's just the opposite of Fijel. So yes, I do pause and hear his voice. And then I have to translate it in a way that will be peaceful because garden angels, they're, they're peaceful, but they can be very blunt. So the garden angel will say left, right, yes, no. They won't explain things. I'll be right back with the rest of my conversation with Maria Giuliano and Fajel right after these brief messages. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void or prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Mother Daughter-ish podcast and YouTube TV show is all about the conversations that mothers and daughters have, the conversations they don't like to have, and the conversations that just have to be discussed. Join us on all podcasting platforms. Watch our show on YouTube. Hey, guess what? It's your mama's favorite podcast, and the podcast your daughter is so glad she found. Check out the Mother Daughter-ish podcast and YouTube TV show. This is Dawn Fobbs, business development consultant, author, and co-host of the Mother Daughter-ish podcast and shows. And you are listening to the Ghost in the Valley podcast. I do believe in heaven and hell. I do believe in Jesus. But I do listen to other people's opinions and let them express their opinion. But I have lost friends along the way just dealing with the subject alone. I do agree with you that people need to open up their hearts more and their mind. You know, I like the fact that you have a guardian angel that you can talk to and confide in. You're saying we all have a guardian angels on it. Yeah. So we have 12 Valley angels and we have a, always a guardian angel that's with us all the time. We have a part-time guardian angel and a runner. And th- this, this particular angel sometimes will switch, uh, and, and be with you in certain times of your life. For example, um, Fijo is a terrible dresser. He has no sense of fashion. He puts me in polka dots and, and plaid and, and like, it's, it's just not a very good look for me. But then I have Arlenta, who's the part-time garden angel. She would dress me like very nice, very sharp. And so we all have that. And I can understand totally what you meant, what you mean that I've lost friends along the way. Um, I don't see them as I lost them. I see them as they lost me because they're not changing. They're staying the same. And I'm just moving on to people and finding my tribe and people that actually do understand that there is something more than what we're here. You're going to find that. Mm-hmm. When you start tapping into spirituality and to the paranormal, you're going to find a lot of people that you hung out with are not going to be on the same page. Oh, yeah, because they don't they won't believe in the. I mean, I understand that the, not everybody believes in UFOs or ghosts or or the Fae or uh, life after death. Even I mean, nobody, not everybody believes that. I understand that. Uh, but I want to move on here. I, I want to move on to uh, your books. Oh, OK, great. Yeah, I, I get it, Al. I just wanted to say that I I understand that people come and go and I have the same problem. So it's, you know, good for I'm you. I'm sure you've been called crazy and out there. and Oh, yeah. Like I have I have my extended family, my cousins, and I'm Italian, so I have a lot of relatives. They're not there. They're not there. And that's what I believe. I just say, you know what? They're not there. They're just not there yet. And, mm-hmm. and, and I just send them love. I send them peace. And when they are ready, my door is open for them. Awesome. Uh, on your, on your books on, I believe the first one was crisis of spirit. Yes. Crisis of spirit. And yes. oh, also I see all your books are written by Fajal. <laughs> yes. So we actually are changing our author name because we've had some readers that uh, very much enjoy the books. However, they're like, where are you in it? Because they may want to connect with you. Yes. Right. Yeah. So right now the books are under Fijal, F-I-D-G-A-L. And uh, they're going to be Maria Juliana with Fijal. And so that's the first book, Crisis of Spirit. It tells you my journey when I went to heaven. And it also tells you about the relationships that we have. It talks about the spirits that I I met. There was two of them, the man at the gate, Jesus, 
and also Albert Einstein. So it tells you a little bit about our, our conversation and it also gives you the information about in the future, which would be now, that a lot of people will have attachments and there is an attachment diagram and a detachment diagram. And I explain in very simple terminology how to detach. And uh, it also teaches you how to balance because Albert said that you need the logical side. And then the man at the gate, Jesus said you needed the deep side. So it gives you a lot of examples in the book how to achieve balance. And that's what people need is how to achieve balance. The second book was direct every angel to heaven. So I'm assuming every angel would be us, the people. Yes. And it is actually an acronym for death. And what's that one? It's just trying to direct you how to get to uh, your goal to heaven. So this one is about what actually I saw in heaven. Okay. Describes the different dimensions. It also taps into why children, unfortunately, there's either a miscarriage or why kids don't come here or under seven years old, why children die. It also explains uh, the after effects of having an abortion, uh, what really happens in heaven. It's not what we think it is down here. It also talks about the indigo child, which is children who have certain abilities like me. It talks about heaven, all the dimensions I, I visited. Well, at least five of them. The, the Valley of Angels, it talks about. It talks about the Book of Life dimension. And it also talks about how the soul was created. The newest one is uh, S-L-E-A-P. What does that stand for? Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We are asleep. There's a lot of people asleep. And it also focuses on when you sleep. What happens when you sleep? And everybody says to me, oh, well, you just sleep. But really, what happens to the physical body? What happens to the soul? Do you even know where you go when you sleep? And so it touches on spirits, how they want to be treated with respect and understanding the in-between world. It also talks about lives, which is us. Why are we here? It talks about the ego, how the ego will get you into trouble. And that is the ego is the devil. It talks about angels. It also talks about the paranormal. So all the logical people should really read this book because you're not going to find data with paranormal. And it is there. It's, it exists. I'm sure every listener here has had a paranormal experience. And people have told me, oh, no, I've never had a paranormal experience. Well, if you sleep, that's a paranormal experience. And a lot of people say, oh, well, I just sleep. Well, guess what? You're meditating. It's like to say your brain is most active while you're sleeping. Yes. Everyone has done what's called astral travel. And astral traveling is, is the same thing as out-of-body experience. We all have done that once in our lifetime. And dreaming, that's a paranormal uh, activity. And a lot of people say, oh, no, no, it isn't. It's just visions. Well, if that's what you want to call it. So the, the third book, it explains that we're never alone. We have a lot of fairies. And it also talks about uh, messages that we don't pay attention to. And a lot of people don't pay attention to them because we're so busy with our lives that uh, we get into accidents and we don't see the messages. The messages are right there. They're, they're guiding us. But if we don't live in the moment, then there's only so much the angels can do. A lot of people say that we're so, we're so focused on what's coming towards us. We don't see what hits us from the side. Yes, that's a very good, yeah, yeah, it's very good uh, analogy. Yes. Are all three of these books connected? You can read one, uh, you can read the second one and you don't have to, and, and, and you don't have to read them in order. Uh, I have a lady who actually read the third one. Now she's reading the second one and she said, I'll read the, so she read them in different order. Uh, there's a little summary at the beginning. So to get you kind of caught up, but yeah, they're uh, very easy to read and the font is big. So a lot of people, oh, that's what I like, you know, <laughs> uh, and they were channeled by Fijal. Yeah. So I am working on a few more books. So it sounds to me like they should be 
read to connect to the next one. I'm that's just the way I'm looking at it here. We prefer you to read the first, the second, and the third, so you don't miss uh, some information. Because my books have a very interesting way that I wrote them. So I wrote I wrote a little bit about me, then I write the contents of the book, then I write a little bit about me, and then the contents of the book, and then I write a, and then I write. The ending is a little bit about me. That is the format that I use. It's a very unique format, but people are accustomed to it now and they actually like that. And so every author has their little pattern. For example, James Patterson. I do read his books. They're short chapters and they're very descriptive. So, And so that is his style of writing. I had to fight with a couple of editors, and this was before the one that I actually have now. They told me, well, you can't do that. You can't do that. Well, why not? Well, because it has to be read this way. Well, you know what? I don't care. Kind of like break the mold, like kind of like uh, uh, Stephen King. He kind of broke the mold in a lot of way he, the ways he writes. Yeah. And and I think whatever suits you. I mean, and yeah. And, and you know what, Stephen King, he wrote a book about writing. A lot of people don't know that mm-hmm. he did write a book about writing and he doesn't call uh, ch- automatic writing channeling. He calls it the open window concept, which means you have a certain amount of time in the window that you can channel and you can write, 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 write until you crash. I've heard an author tell me that, you know, your, your audience is very forgiving. So as long as you can keep their interest in the subject matter, uh, your, your audience will forgive you, your readers. Yeah. And my editor, uh, which I just did my, my podcast, uh, because I have a regular podcast every week, she edits the authentic voice. So she keeps that. And that's what you want. What is your podcast called? It's called The New Normal, and it's on the borderline.ca. Okay, I, will, I want to put all these links at the bottom of this episode so they can go to the podcast, go to your books, and go to where they can contact you. Yes, I do. I do do sessions worldwide. I do peace therapy sessions and also uh, readings and mediumship. So I combine the two. Would you consider yourself a psychic medium? Yes. Yeah, I am. I am. Yeah. I, I was going to say, because with your interconnections with uh, Fijel, <laughs> you know. Well, with Fijel. So during our readings, things will come up. Voices will come up. Uh, and of course, I could see your aura. And I know when, when I and it's funny because when I ask them a question, the their emotions will change their aura. And so but I have what's called a double gift. And I have. Uh, another aura that I see, which is a past life. So I can help you with understanding uh, why there's certain situations and issues come up here. And even if you had a great childhood and you had a, and you have a great life. So uh, the auras are very powerful. Awesome. Thank you for uh, coming on the show. And I hope we talk again, Maria, Juliano, and with Al, it was wonderful talking to you. And I want to thank the listeners. And yes, I would love to hear their feedback and read the books. They're really powerful. I want to thank Maria Iuliano and Fajal for coming on the show today. This is what I'm talking about. This show is for everyone. I let everybody share their opinion, their ghost story, their abduction from their set of eyes, their ears. I'll put all of Maria's links at the bottom of this episode. I will see you in two weeks with another great episode on Ghosts in the Valley.
looking for a new book to read? Check out my newest book, An Awakening, by Wendy M. Cope, last name spelt K-O-K. Basically, it's a story of good versus evil, and these things slowly start taking over the residents of this small northern town in Nielsville, Wisconsin, and I would love it if you would read it. My books are available on Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Book Baby Bookshop, everywhere really, and you can find me at wendymcopeauthor.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.